this, yes? So if you're not familiar, I am that is a, a translation actually from whatever dialect they speak in Bombay through French to English, yeah? And it's famous in spiritual annals. It's a live question and answers with a guy named uh, Nisargadatta Maharaj, which I went to visit his house with uh, this Indian dude, Murti, and I met his family and I went to his little, he had a little hole in the wall, literally, where he sat to sell cigarettes, you know, a hole in the wall that had one of those corrugated aluminum things you pull down. So the question, uh, and I have, if you're interested, it's on, it's uh, page 271 of I Am That. Don't get it, just, just telling you. So the question is, uh, when asked about the means for self-realization, you invariably stress the importance of the mind dwelling on the sense I am. So then Maharaj answers, it says, the very fact of observation alters the observed and the observer. Yeah? You get this, right? So why, where you see how it would couple with the statement in the Course of Miracles, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. So when you look at something, you're making something. Yeah. Yeah. quicker than you on this you know you don't see that process you see the the, uh, the product of it but you don't see the process so he's saying the very fact of observation yeah alters the observer and the observed the observer and the observed yeah after all what prevents the insight into one's true nature is the weakness and obtuseness of the mind meaning the mental activity yes yeah? small m and its tendency to skip the subtle and focus on the gross. Only when you follow, so you can use this example of if you have a chalkboard and you put a one dot on it to the chalk, your attention usually will go to that dot, yes? And then you'll lose the sense of the space of the blackboard. It's not, not a choice, it's just how the programming is, yeah? So he's basically saying is it has a tendency to go to the gross at the expense of the subtle, yeah? And what's really seeming happening here is what's observed, yeah? Not sort of by us, that's a secondary observation, but awareness, yeah? Which would be the, the true observing is the awareness, okay? So he goes, to skip the subtle and focus on the gross, only when you follow my advice and try to keep your mind on the notion of I am, you become fully aware of your mind and its vagaries or its unsuspected places. Actually, they become very suspected how it goes because it's patterns, yeah? It's, does it, it, it doesn't have an improvisational bone in this body, really. It's just patterns. But he says, awareness, this is nice, yeah. So this is our condition before we think we have all these other conditions based on the body experience, yeah? This is our condition, awareness. Awareness being lucid harmony in action dissolves and, and quiets the restlessness of the mind and gently but steadily changes its very substance. This change need not be spectacular. It may be hardly noticeable, yet it is a deep and fundamental shift, shift from darkness to light, from inadvertence to awareness. So. Basically, the one I read before, which is the one I wanted to read now, 
was the idea is you're never gonna know, gonna know what you are, you're gonna know what you're not. So the lucid awareness is seeing what the mind is acting as, yes? It can't, it's not seeing the space because space is not a thing. It's not objective, yes? So basically the awareness is never gonna be seen, but the intimacy of it can be sensed by the becoming aware of what you're not. So while, when you become aware of what you're not, which is usually most people are, are here and they don't know what's making up here, so to speak. Yeah, they don't know they're having thoughts and all this shit's going on. They're just here in Marin City, so to speak. Yeah. And then this, what happens is you hear a message and that understanding starts questioning that basic you know, where I'm starting from. And so you start seeing what you're not. And after a while, seeing what you're not, there's an intimacy of what you are. So you arrive at where you never left through recognition of what you're not. Yes, it's simple. And so now there's a feeling as they call it the lucid awareness. So very clear, it's not, I don't think there's unclear awareness, but lucid awareness would be like awake or, and so it's awake to what? What we're not. Yeah. So that, and this is what happens when people hear satsang, their aperture opens and it doesn't open this way, it opens this way and more of them is included in what's being seen, yeah? On a subtle level. So here is usually we're just taking everything in and thinking this is the depository and this is the, uh, the expression because here, here, but then you have another idea that takes the aperture and includes you. So now you start seeing what you call you, your subtle, all this, from this new lucid awareness. So to get the real sense of the lucid awareness, you can't look for it, obviously. You can't turn around because you are what it is. So, you, can, you know, I'm going to act very nonchalant. You're not going to see it. But by seeing what you're not, as from it, there's an intimacy. Yes? Yeah. And so this is what I feel satsang supports. So hopefully you get some a modicum of understanding about what you're not. Yeah. And... Is me or you freeze? What we're not, and by seeing what we're not is actually not the seeing of what we are, because that would be what we're not. We're not. It must be you. I haven't. Did I freeze? I'm gelling, bro. I'm I'm rolling here. Esther is nodding her head, so you you uh, got draggy there for for 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, now you're draggy again. According to me and Esther, I don't know about everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you didn't miss anything i wrote the wrong one but can you hear me so you're right. back yeah here you want to do that how do you dial into your phone all right my to get on my phone let me give it to you i gotta give you the hold on we're gonna try something else Now, I'll tell you one thing. I'm sure if you were sitting 
if you were sitting with Ramana or something, this wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't be, wait a minute. Hey, someone froze, you know. All right, he's gonna get the he's gonna get on the Buddha sitting, it was food. Someone made it to those prints. And you see your phone number. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. All Don't right. see you. Take that. Well, you just take the frozen picture of me as, okay. as I'm abiding in the in the presence. Are you using the phone with Zoom or are you using the Mac the air still? We're using the phone with Zoom because we know one person here knows what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> So how come you can't turn the video on? Should we shut the video off? No, it's not on. Video off? Oh. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, this is why most leads. If you're living as the head, you're on a time delay. It's just like that. There's year, year, and then there's year, year. The year, year is the interpretive version of year, year. The year, year has been given a whole lot more meaning than the year, year had. In just that second, it's you, year, year, yeah? Before, it's just year, year. That's a huge amount of meaning. Can you hear us? Yeah. So are you, are you trying right. to turn the video on or no? I don't know what we're doing. I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not like a octopus. I can only do a few things at once. He's doing it now. He's trying to. Matthew. But just, uh, <laughs> wasn't, uh, you know, it was outside of our control. The place had, uh, we had a, the lady who manages it came. She let us use the modem and yeah, it's not working well. But the message is landing. Up. The message is landing. Thank you. Thank you. So the real the message that I wanted to read is on the phone. So I don't want to go to it because then I'll lose the phone. But basically, I liked it because it was sort of in agreement with what we said, which is the whole way of realizing what you are is seeing what you're not. Yeah, that's the whole message. And it's it's a direction. The message has a direction. And if you ever start in that direction, when someone diverts from the direction while offering the direction, you'll know. Yeah. When negation is turned into something to do or something that has to be achieved, you'll feel it because there's a sense of there's a the string isn't does isn't sticky. You know, it, the note just comes through seamlessly. Yeah. So the premise is, is you, is you are what you're looking for and you can't look for it. Yeah. You can look for it for eons, but it's never going to work. That's the message. The message is the seeker 
there isn't the seeker and then the sort is non-duality. The seeker is the sort. Yeah? It compresses time and space. Boom, like that. The immediacy is because nothing arose, you know, arrived at like light speed. It was already here. So it has a very, it's like a thief in the night, as Jesus said. It's a very, it's super quick because it never was anywhere else. <laughs> so when it dawns on you, it's sort of like you didn't see it coming because it didn't come, you see, because it's always here. <laughs> this right. is the beauty. It doesn't come and it doesn't leave. A lot of us are hoping it will come because we believe it left yeah? or we left, which is the self-centered view. I did something to separate myself from the Godhead. That would make you a pretty powerful God. <laughs> so this is, uh, these things can hold a lot of weight until they are disarmed. Yeah. And so hopefully in satsang, you'll be introduced to some understandings, hopefully with a umbilical cord to the premise, which oh. is being reality at this moment. Yeah. It's insane that you're trying to attain reality. Yeah? Right. That's the premise. And then there's an understandings that come from there that will bring into stark contrast the misunderstandings that's running our lives. And when you see the misunderstandings from misunderstanding, there's nothing to do. They'll just weaken. Yeah. And it's not as if that thorn that was bothering your foot is when it's removed by another thorn, it doesn't get replaced by the other thorn. Yeah. You don't replace the old misunderstanding with the understanding, non-duality. It's just temporary, sort of like a crutch before you get back on your feet again. Yeah. Once you get back on your feet, the dominant uh, condition is vision, not view. View would be an understanding. Vision is running the show, which it always is. So you're relying on vision, not an understanding of vision. Yeah. It's just so much, so much lighter. Really. But the understanding is important until it's not. Yeah. And there is a point where it won't be that important. And even you may cross a line where that which was serving you will not be serving. Yeah. Because you're just carrying something you don't need to carry. Yeah. So you're totally in a sense of relying on the vision, which doesn't have, you're pretty like dumbed down during the day. I like to say you're like a child, but you're dumbed down. You're, you're, uh, you're not following every mental flare that shot up into the 11 dimension of this universe or whatever. Yes. You're just sort of like here meeting what's going on. That's it. And it becomes a habit and that habit serves you, man. I call it the dog shit awareness, but that habit serves us. There's no us to serve, but it serves, let's say. And therefore, what he was speaking of in this reading, that lucid awareness becomes where we start. And so all that shit that comes after that keeps implying there's a, a before, that gets sort of uh, disarmed because you're seeing from the before. Yeah. When you're not seeing from the before, the head can present anything as before. Yeah. But the head is after. The mental states are after. When you're in the before, you'll see that which is not before. 
And a lot of that stuff of, uh, because what happened here in the head, the head produces this idea of self. It rests on the sense of I am, really. So the I am, that's existence now, that onness now, that you didn't become existing, it's existence, yeah? That there's a sense in that because we're cognizant, there's sentience, there's, we pick up things like an amoeba can pick up something moving towards it at a certain, uh, you know, footage, yes? Here, we're picking up something. And what the head does is it, sen- it uses that sense of I am, that alert, uh, lucid awareness, that I am, and it uses it to verify its story that you're Paul, yeah? So most people, what they're sensing all day is the I am, and they're thinking they're sensing Paul, Steve, or Tom, or Mary, or Mitch, yeah? And then without seeing that, they're wanting to see clearly all this other shit, but they're not, they're not seeing this clearly, yeah? I, I've met a lot of clear people that were unclear about this. I have, yeah super clear about a lot of stuff, but they're very unclear about this. Yeah, so the sense of I am is what fuels the narration that I am Paul, yeah? Now, how it arrives at I am Paul is I was Paul, yeah? And I have pictures to verify that, memories, yeah? I see, there's Paul three years ago in Italy, there's Paul, yeah? So there's, it's constantly remembering self and verifying it with an image. So I was Paul, and then there's a lot of worrying and picturing Paul in maybe suffering situations or terminally bummed out or in a nursing home or using an electric cart at Costco or whatever, things that doesn't look very appealing, yeah? And what's pictured as the one, as the recipient of all that suffering is a body, yeah? So there's, I was Paul, I will be Paul. Now, there's no life in I was Paul. Nothing is pulsating. There's no sense of it. It's made up, manufactured in the head. The sense that gives it meaning is I am. Sense of existing now. Yeah. So there's I was Paul and I will be Paul. Both dead, really. But when we think of Paul... We think of Paul now, which is fueled as the I am, which gives it an authenticity that the one in the future and the one in the past doesn't have. So there I was, Paul, I will be Paul. So the story, pages and pages of story, but what verifies the whole theme of the book isn't the past and the future chapters. It's the sense of I am being interpreted to mean Paul. Yeah. So this body is existing. And this great master, Ramana Maharshi, says something very clearly, and he presents it as one of the most important points in his teachings. A lot of people wrote about it, and you can see that this in all of them. It's said sometimes differently, but the same thing. And it's usually prefaced as the problem or the greatest mystery. So it has some meaning. Yeah. And so there is this presupposing of a non-existing thing. Yeah, the non-existent thing does not have any sense of I am because it's not existing. The I am is the, the sense of existence, yes? So there's a presupposing, this is what the head is doing, 
just want to might as well know because if you can get a little understanding, the aperture uh, may find some newfound oil to move back. You know, that would just open up, and you'll see this to be true. You'll see it, and, and that's uh, much more convincing than hundreds of pages of reading. Just seeing it, seeing it. So he says, as a presupposing. So pre obviously means before, yeah, and it's of time, yeah. There's no before other than in time, is there? There's a before and after in time. Without time, there would be no before, no after, it just is, which is really the fact, but let's just say in the mental interpretation, there's before. So there's a presupposing or like an assumption that's assumed historically to be true. Yeah, it's a trip, yeah. So when I go and make a mistake, I assume uh, Sears and Roebuck is open. I don't call them and I drive there. I'm sort of bummed out and seemingly surprised that they're closed, yeah? But in fact, when I read it, yeah, I would be clear and I probably would not make that mistake again. But this is, there's a presupposing that Sears is op open all the time. So I make the mistake quite a lot, yeah? I have to keep going and realizing it's not fucking open. Yeah. <laughs> it would be much easier. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of shenanigans can happen till that point in time. So there's a presupposing of a non existent thing. This is not existing. Existence is pulsing it, but it's not existing. Yes. The body is not existing. It's It's been brought. Existence is the life that's brought into the body. <laughs> and it's the life that's going to leave the body. It's not the body that's existing. It's existence, yes? Clear. So be presupposing of a non-existent thing. This, right here. Yeah, what is it being presupposed? That is existing. That is I am Paul. Forget about the was and will be. It's I am Paul. Yeah? Okay? That gets set up. What happens? Okay, this is what happens. There's the presupposing of this non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for itself. So now Paul, thinking it's existing, doesn't like the existence. It's a little bummed out. It's irritable, restless, discontent, whatever, whatever. And it's constantly seeking for what you would call salvation or just pleasure or whatever. Okay? If this is the case, and when he said this, he said pretty much this is the case. He wasn't giving you much room. It's, because it's not personal. You're not doing it. The system is doing it. The system of not you is doing it. All right? So if this is happening, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the idea that the non-existent thing exists. How can they destroy it? Yeah. This is a dilemma. This is a conundrum. And it's best to be heard if you've been a, a spiritual seeker because you have found yourself in this conundrum quite a lot and you probably came up with a lot of fucking ideas what was going on and it wasn't this one <laughs> that's why ramana is ramana <laughs> it would have been the non-existent thing wondering why it's not getting salvation because it's based on a premise that it's existing and what non-duality does is questions that basic premise before all the shenanigans and all the tributaries and all the specific 
shit and all the particulars. It wants just to get down to the basics. Yeah. Are you this non-existent thing? If you're not, then actually what you call salvation, which would be the absence of the non-existent thing, is readily available at all times because it's a non-existent thing. <laughs> so the non-existent thing doesn't have to find salvation. would be basically, I want relief from me, really. Absolute relief from me, whatever you call it. That's how it's really felt as. And so in this case, the relief from you is inherently built because you're not that you. <laughs> That's the beauty of the message. It's not a, it's not a, a call to arms. It's a disarming. If it, if it, if it pro- provokes a call to arms, you got there before, you got there too late. The hearing became the hearer. Yeah. Now the hearer thinks it's got to do a lot of shit to get this message, everything. It always, I notice, fails. Yeah. The hearing of it is it. Yeah. That's when there's an aha or like an unspoken yes or something. It's just registers like a knowledge before any acquiring of knowledge. Yeah. You're on to something. You got a little intimacy with what we are, not as the non-existent thing. Really, uh, in spite of the non-existent thing, really. If the non-existent thing taken to be existing is the obstacle in a lot of ways. This is what's causing the need for non-duality because we are believing we're a singular thing, yet the activity of Paul is completely dualistic. Sometimes Paul is thought about as an object. Sometimes Paul casts itself as a subject. It goes on and on all day. Yeah. You look at yourself in the mirror and to see how the object looks, but as a subject, really. (laughs) Check it out. Okay. So this subject object is going on and it's hidden in this false singularity, which is the individual long lasting independent thing. Yeah. That's its main purpose for the mental state is to keep being a, an authentic reminder of separation and, and uniqueness and shit like this. So it's a very, very simple statement. Presupposing a non-existent thing. We're not doing that. We're actually sitting here. We're pretty much the effect of it. We're not the cause of it. So we're not changing shit. <laughs> so just hear the truth because being the effect of it is only seemingly so. It's appearing to be true, but it isn't. That's the great news. So what happens is when you start recognizing by seeing all this stuff that you used to look from, all these ideas of you and everything, that was like the, the insulation in the wall, so to speak. Stopped at the wall and all this insulation, suddenly you see it. Because the lucid awareness, you've lost interest or the message did something and it bypassed the obstacle and you get an aha or something like that to me, like an unspoken yes or something. And then you're on to something. And now what comes under review isn't everything and all the people and what you do. It's you. (laughs) The aperture, you're like, wow, it's unbelievable. And then, hey, wait a minute. I liked it when it was mental, you know, it was a good, I got out of some shit. And there's no Paul. That's why I didn't call you, you know, (laughs) know? but now it's moved back and I'm seeing all of me. 
How could that be? The only way, because the premise you've been living under or there's been living under is erroneous. That's all. And that's what non-duality really is. It's about bringing that up into stark contrast. Instead of presenting non-duality to the dualistic understanding and trying to allow the dualistic to eat it and try to, you know, digest it slowly and then regurgitate it into something dualistic. It just, it just, it's like the desert tortoise where the coyote jumps, gets on it, and the coyote can't get to the meat. After a minute or two, it splits because it can't get anything from it. This is what non-duality is to me. I do not see it as a very good skill for me. I don't. I just don't think it'll, it'll, it won't budge when you want it to budge. <laughs> so this is, and it triggers, if there is an unlucid awareness, it's, it's after when the awareness has moved through this uh, weatherproofing, insulation, it somehow can become pretty unclear, yeah? But never, never, it's this, the lucidness of it has never been touched. Only through moving into time and space, things that were impossible to be so seem to be so. But the, it, the awareness itself is beautiful. But if the awareness is, is something that you and I is doing, it's dirtied in a sense already. We're talking about the lucid awareness. This is not talking about you becoming lucid. Talking about lucid awareness, not you or me becoming lucid. Yeah, it's nothing to do with that. This has to do with there's a lucid awareness there somewhere. Yeah. And maybe you're not, it's not working trying to go this way. It's not working trying to use the head to find the head. And maybe, all right, you hear a message, suddenly it works. You get pulled back, and all that you were looking from is now being seen. You can see it. Uh, you can see the holes in the logic. You can see the whole fucking thing after a while. And what happens? I don't know. Find out. In my case, it's allowed me to travel lighter. Yeah, just like today with this freaking thing. You know, we come here, could have gone easy, computer, whatever. It doesn't matter. It just happened. I didn't have to be in a certain condition to have socks and come through. You know what I mean? I could have just gotten a parking ticket and I would come here. It happened. It wasn't like I have to. This doesn't have anything to do with that which is coming through. It doesn't do It doesn't have to get like what it thinks it is. It doesn't do shit. It just shows up, something happens. And hopefully the, there's a transmission of a message, and the message is it's already there, bro, right now. Yeah? What you need to see, well, you don't need to see anything, but what could be seen is all this activity of trying to get it and understand it from what you're not. It's the only thing that wants to understand non-duality is what you're not. What you are is that, yes? So it's just uh, usually the real uh, value of it will be seen by a migration of interest from the mental condition into living conditions, yeah? You'll be here, not up here, yeah? You'll be here more, just that simple. Just like when we were in Italy, we dove in that aquamarine water. We were completely in that water. And then when we were on the boat, we were completely on that water. Yeah? Yeah. There was no coaxing. I have to get ready here, bro. Oh, good. Let's take care of that. It's warmer. Yeah? So 
Uh, I don't know. Is anyone there? Are you still there, Mike? Yep. Yeah, we found your video even. Oh, you've got the video? Great. So it's mm -hmm. all working out. Uh, anyone have any questions? This is why I really wanted to get this machine is so that the people here can hear the questions from there. So if you have any questions, no one has a question. <laughs> Esther has her hand up. Oh, all right, Esther. Paul, um, yes. the drive, uh, I, in, in the path of spirituality that I was um, exposed to, uh, uh, expression is a big part of it. So expressing uh, the stories, and the stories yes. are driven, uh, the belief in the stories are driven by uh, sensations, feelings that the, um, uh, that they're, that the evidence is real, um, that the stories are true. And um, uh, can I say something, Esther? Of course. The story can be true and the evidence can be real. The one who thinks they have the story and, and got the evidence isn't. That's the whole difference. <laughs> really, it's the whole difference. Yeah. You not being there, you not being real doesn't make everything unreal. Things feel real. There doesn't need to be a you to feel real to. Yeah. So, yes, but go start. I'm sorry, I jumped in, but so no, that's great. I, I, that's 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 what I needed to hear. But I, I wanted to continue if I, if I may. Yeah. Okay. So great. So so um, Alan, Alan and I um have had the relationship uh based on um mostly uh, me expressing the stories and trying to get relief by hearing uh the message as if you were talking to me. And uh, um, so we had a conversation uh, that let's make it a holy relationship where the drive um, to, to the need to express uh, triscopal means or something so that, or, or talk to other people about the stories. Uh, a lot of stressful things occurred um, in, in the environment and um enough to drive anyone crazy but um so so the only thing so the message that i heard at times was um hold peace out front but that's a doing so um but then alan and i were talking and he he said what you said that uh be present if you're doing a crossword puzzle or or any other activity the same just the presence and um that landed and um and the miracles uh have have been occurring and the guidance of steps to take for these stressful situations in the environment are given and the um people the means of help to to achieve the goals uh required to, um in the environment are are given and um but the um message that you're speaking of just now when you interrupted me 
that's the only thing that works with me is to see oh, great. that all yeah. of that is what I'm not. And, and it's just um, like, I, I, I get up and there's so much fear and the intensity. So I go and walk first thing and it doesn't go away maybe the whole day, but I keep, um, I keep the faith. I, I reach out. But can you repeat that message that you interrupted me with? I want to hear it again. <laughs> well, the point is, if you listen to this statement, the presupposing of a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Yeah. Okay. Your spiritual, if that's the case, and you're the one to find out. Yeah. This is how, why satsang if it incites anything, it, it incites speculation about things that were taken or as given, you know, just this is how things are. So the idea, let's say you talked about expression and evidence, the interest would be, well, who is it that's expressing and who is it that's experiencing the evidence? That's the only value we're really looking at the evidence and the expression to provide is another way of seeing what we're not. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a feeling of being the doer, uh, that which you're doing will be reinforcing the non-existing thing. How can they destroy it? And what you just described isn't uh, exempt from that uh, equation Ramana just presented. Yeah. You would say that was a spiritual practices and those spiritual practices and you're believing they're destroying something that, that, that they may be actually reinforcing. That's the premise of non-duality. Yeah. The premise of non-duality. Is is really questioning that rug that you're standing on because it can be pulled out from underneath you very easily. Yeah, it's not a it's not a sure foundation. That's why your system shakes and it tends towards anxiety and takes a lot of false direction from something it's relying on, which is the head, because it doesn't really have a touchstone. And let's call the touchstone lucid awareness. It doesn't have that touchstone, though it does. It doesn't have that because that which is looking for the touchstone is the biggest obstacle to the touchstone. <laughs> <laughs> because it has been presupposed to be before the touchstone while you are the touchstone. <laughs> the simple recognition of the mental act of being identified as self. You watch it. Just watch it. You, you don't need to see a, an esoteric equation in a cave in Tibet. Just look at what goes on. People, 49 has sucked for a few years. Now they're doing really good. A lot of identification with the 49ers. Yeah. So the bars will be fucking filled. The place will be filled. Seriously. They'll have the streets. It would be a great time to drive around here today. That's yeah, because most people are going to be in. A year ago, they didn't, weren't winning. There was not much identifying with them. Yes. And you were stuck with old sweatshirts and shit. So you had to jackets because you didn't want to seem like an idiot spending that money. But most people jumped on the bandwagon and now are identified. Yeah, 
it's not the person, it's the head. The head seeks, the head is sort of like Velcro seeking adhesion. It's just going around trying to identify and get some meaning as a reflection of itself because it's meaningless. It doesn't have anything. So it has to imply it has a lot. So it's, it's constantly walking around. Oh, I wear these certain shoes. This, you know, they're Luther brands. Oh, have you seen my Luther brands? Very, a very select folk know how good these are. And I've got these. And there's the heads identified as being a, a better shoe buyer than Chris or someone. He gets a little, a little adhesion. Oh, ah. That's insane. <laughs> this isn't about stopping that. It's just, it's about lucid awareness of it. That's what it's about. The lucid awareness, if you use awareness to look for awareness, that would not be what I believe is called lucid awareness. Yeah? That's owned awareness, claimed awareness. The lucid awareness that's in the original pond, yeah, that original space, that little void, that is looking, and nothing is before that. Yeah? So all this stuff is constantly being paraded as before, but it's after. And your whole sense of traveling with it would be completely different if it was seen in its rightful position after, and that which was before, which was always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. Ah, here. So now, instead of looking for the before in the world of after, you're looking at the world of after from the before. And you've always been looking at it from the before. You just didn't know it. The thought sort of went off and said something else. Yeah? But it didn't make it so. All the yapping, that's why there's so much need for yapping, because it can only make it seem to be so. It can bring about, hey, this is appearing to be true to me. It's not true, but it can appear to be true. Yeah? So it's working overtime constantly to keep this thing very shaky, very, very, it's able to be revealed like the emperor with no clothes. See, the emperor in itself, in this example, has seen itself with no clothes already. It's trying to keep the same thing away from you from itself. It's constantly wearing new wardrobes, but it knows it has no fucking clothes. It knows it. Yeah. When it comes to the tribunal of lucid awareness, it doesn't have a case. It talks a big game everywhere else in the media and uh, all this. But when it gets to the trial, it doesn't say shit. Yeah. It shrinks as it always does. So, yeah. There, uh, thank you, Esther. Yes. And there's great value in expression. I have no opinion about it. This isn't. It's just an add-on. It doesn't have to destroy anything. You could be like a Jesuit monk and going on your weekly silent retreat and maybe just ask, well, who is that? That's the fucking Travis monk. It'd be interesting to do. See what happens, yeah? It's not saying anything. You may leave the, you know, the uh, monastery. It's not saying you have to leave the monastery. It's just asking a question, yeah? Yeah? So, but then you see the identifying with something. I'm on the Buddha team. You know what I mean? I only do Buddha. I'm on Christian, only Christian, only one savior, only one way. Yeah. 
But where does all that come from? All that meaning comes from the long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Yeah. He says, Jesus says that the authority problem is um, is the uh, well, it's like the it's the sin that's it's misplaced. The yeah, it's the misplaced. Yes, yeah. So you be you you become an authority without any knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I worked with a lot of people in recovery that they would have a, a statement for any uh, further investigation would stop it, which is, I know, I know. And I finally say, you don't fucking know or you wouldn't be here. <laughs> you don't know. But no, I know, I know. No, you don't. So this is, uh... <laughs> yeah, honey, I'm so happy that this is working for you. And, uh, and yeah. It's everyone it's, because of its impersonalness, everyone can make it its own. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes, every one of us can make it its own. You'll have your own intimacy in, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is funny because, see, in recovery, in addiction, the biggest dilemma, a part of it, is uh the sense of terminal uniqueness when you're actually suffering under a common uh, condition, which is alcoholism, yeah? It disguises itself purpose perfectly because it has you thinking its thoughts are very uniquely yours. The feelings it's generating are your feelings. No one has them. And what it usually generates people to end up doing, you're doing and no one does it. Yeah, and then you go to a meeting and you, with other alcoholics, and it's sort of like, how did these people get my thoughts? They weren't <laughs> your thoughts. Yeah, yes, they were shared thoughts, and yet you didn't see this singularity of the dilemma. You made it a unique condition, which was a great camouflage for any fucking help to get through. Yeah, so. The thing, the thing that um, Alan was reminding me when I about the expression sessions uh, of the stories is that that expression of uh, this, the fear, what what the you know the evidence and the fear, he says, Jesus oh. says that can't be shared. Only real ideas can be shared, and so mm. that that gets my attention when he says that because. Uh, I know it's true from having faith that the course is saying the right thing about that knows what it's talking about and um but yeah but the thing the thing that that um that i was thinking about is um what you think is what you perceive that's uh and well the good news is you don't think honey there's thoughts you're not the thinker remember right the biggest thought that goes unnoticed is the thought that you're the thinker The idea of you as a thinker was hatched through thought. <laughs> it's a thought. It's a thought that has, uh, has separated itself from all the other thoughts and put itself in a position of being the thinker of all the other thoughts. <laughs> it's just as, as just as coming and going as the thoughts are. Yeah. Yeah. Great, honey. Just, yeah, it's working for you, so just keep showing up. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, you're welcome.
Thanks, Esther. Luckily, today I put sunscreen on, you see. I finally learned. Where's your hat? My hat, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Oh, someone has a question here. Can you see me now? Okay, and Bruce has his hand up here, too. Oh, wow, that's great. Hi, Chris. Yeah. Hi, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Wow, this yeah, is excellent. But you can ask your question. Yeah, it's nice, eh? Here's, it is. Yeah. The camera is super, super. Hey. Oh, we have good. We have a question from Tom here. Young Tommy? Tom. Not Tommy, another oh. young Tom. Oh, That's okay. Young Tom. Okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Well, keep showing up is. Couldn't really hear Someone that. Says, what? Couldn't really hear what he asked. Oh, he says the idea of, of just keep showing up. So wow. when people call me up or something and say, I really, really like your talks, I said, well, then listen to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It may have an expiration date. It may not. But if, I mean, when are you going to uh, start taking simple direction from where you're at? something's feeling good and working it, it should be shouldn't have to be much thought about just do more of it you know show up and see and then uh then if some the head starts making something out of it you'll probably see that from uh, lucid awareness and then a lot of times things have their uh their expiration date yeah yeah so if someone, it's like if someone says, I really need to meditate, I say, well, then you better meditate. If I really felt I needed to meditate, I would. But I don't, so I don't. Truly. Yeah. So this isn't about a yay or a nay. It's basically, after a while, I know we're in a lot of... Uh, trauma from listening to the head for so long and having it be fucking insanely off. But uh, a trust starts building after a while because you're getting info from a new frequency in a sense. And it's not as scrambled as the other. And after a while, you make mistakes here or there, but you start getting onto the beam. Yeah. And you can tell like if something's not going to work. Yeah. And then if you do it anyway, you're just accountable. You just don't fucking stop bitching everybody. You just say, yeah, I bought that camper or what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, big albatross, but I love it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, so this is, uh, that's what I mean by that. Like in AA, uh, in AA, because see, AA is an answer in time, yeah? And so for many people in recovery, leaving the old gravitational field of addiction, yeah, usually there has to be a, a, an event called the bottom so that there's a, you start getting sucked by a new gravitational field, the higher power, the infinite, yes? And while you're getting pulled, there's sometimes it's pulling back a little, but you're going to get messages from the old planet. Paul, planet self, yeah? It's going to try to get you back and say, hey, we're taking on auto control, turning the ship, <laughs> but it doesn't have any power. So you just go, go, go. So there's a momentum. So that's why I say keep coming back. It's more of an, a recovery thing. 
keep coming back. Don't leave before the miracle. Trust the process. It's not saying trust the process you were listening to before. It's trusting this process, which is a new process, not a rehabbed old one, a new one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, ready for Bruce? Am I ready for Bruce? Yes. Uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, this has been going on for a few days now. Um, and, and the language is uh, the space in which things seem to appear, you know, whether it be thoughts or sounds, whatever. And then earlier today, uh, it, it was like being in the space of awareness. Like the like the blackboard with the dot, um, seeing the myopic, and you know, in the context, um, what to me was like the consciousness, and I've heard you mention, I too, think there's a space of awareness that, and just have felt so long in that place of consciousness of as of you know, the person Bruce, and seeing that. Bruce has, you know, consciousness now, you know, but then even seeing consciousness in the space of awareness, just kind of, I don't know. It's a, it's like, whew, I, it just, I don't know right now. It just wiped everything out. I don't know. What well, you, great. Stay with the crew. Yeah. It's all from, from, from us. Yeah. It's all from the coming in the, from the collective great. or whatever. Yeah, Thanks, you know, everyone. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of power when people get together, obviously. Yeah. Unbelievable. We it's used like to not... have this lady. It was funny. We had a lady like... uh, in Toronto. Are you there, Bruce? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go into a little story. Okay. A lady in Toronto who had a big cathodic event, you know, this one talk which impressed a lot of people. And they came up and they were like, really, something must really be going on. Someone would you know, break down. So then the next night, uh, she started happening again. And then they were really enamored. I said, oh yeah, I gave her 10 bucks. I told her, I'm giving the satsang. It's not going as well as I wanted. I give her a little look and then she goes off. And they were like, so fucking bummed out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. It just reminded me of that. So, yeah, just enjoy it, Bruce. And uh, if it causes uh, rude anxiety or something in the body, don't uh, just share. Come to the meetings and share about it because that stuff can easily pass. Yeah. Uh, don't be like a non-dual martyr, you know. Like, no, yeah, I've heard of like an abiding in it, whatever, but this is to me abiding in it, just showing up as someone else put it to the meetings. That's all. Being, being great, here great, now, yeah. being here now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy that uh, the Zoom and you met. It's great. It's a win yes. win for us and for you. Not bad. My heart goes out to everyone. Thank you. Now we have a we have someone from a very strange denomination of some kind of Christianity or something. I've never seen the collar 
I went to Catholic school. I never, he's got a sort of like a temper-peated collar. It's the church of comfort. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I would have saw my uh, father O'Brien coming at me. Talk about old ideas. So you have an old idea. You never had them. They just appear and there's noticing them. Seriously. So priests, when I was growing up, yeah, okay, get an idea, priest is a priest. Then seeing the priest at my parents' party drinking whiskey, smoking cigarettes, went, wait a minute, what? 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 It just was like, none of that was formulated by me. It was coming into a possibility. And then it was reacted to as me. And it was very fucking confounding. I had preconceived ideas about priests, and then they got blown up by them smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey and who knows what else. But yeah. What the story though, and this is what keeps the fucking non-existent thing alive is the story, even though you may feel uh, free now, it's holding to you past and future. That's why the self is arising now, the selfing. It's an activity. There's no arising of self. Self doesn't exist. There's not a thing. It's not a long-lasting, independent, separate thing that's causal. It's not causing tons of effects. It's not doing shit it shouldn't be doing and, it's, and not doing shit it should be doing. Yeah? It's selfing. Selfing presents that whole idea. So if you notice, you're never in the process of becoming self. When you hear about you, it's like you're always there. You've always been there. So the self, the self that we're given through selfing is already a pre-made self. You feel like you already are one, don't you? So by listening to the selfing, you feel like you already are a self. You could break that down. And if you put that either along or next to the statement by Ramana Maharshi, you would see a very, very uh, closeness to both of those statements. You would see it. You would see the statement and it would produce an illustration in your mind. You would really see it. This is powerful communication. Yeah. Communication's imagery, mostly. When you say the Ramana Maharshi statement, you mean the one that you, the presupposing? Yes, the presupposing of the non-existent thing. So the head is presupposing the non-existent thing as an existing historical thing. That's what it presupposes. In other words, when it's presenting it, it's, pre, it's already been presented. So you, it's pre, let's say it's presenting a prophecy of a future event and yet it says it historically happened in 1893. Yeah? So you're hearing it, and yet you're living as if it's already so. If you could be in that, and you are, if, if you were here now, you could see that. Yeah. And it's not to, this is not to build an understanding. It's to fucking negate another one. That's all. It's trying to negate because 
the after that says it's before really makes a lot of shit that's before seem as being after. <laughs> so, yeah. So now you're, you're recognizing your inherent nature demands a lot of thought and effort and fucking Herculean tasks and purification. Where did that come from? Yeah, I do not, when I sense awareness or even consciousness, it doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort in being conscious. Why would I believe thought and effort would bring me to that which demonstrates no thought or effort? It doesn't seem, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Now, the mental logic, it makes a lot of sense to because it takes itself into consideration. This new logic isn't taking self into consideration. And then the mental logic that would see sanity in things is completely insane. Yeah, completely insane. The idea of you are out of the moment and you have to get back in the moment. That's one of the greatest robberies of all fucking time. To have you believe that you're out of the moment and so you have to get into the moment is insane, completely insane. You are the moment. <laughs> You've never been out of any moment ever. It's impossible. There wouldn't be one. So, and there's one. There's tons of them got in. <laughs> tons of them got in. Tons of weird widgets that have changed it. As a Catholic, I got the, the recourse in. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So you've lost anyway already. Yeah. I know. That's, that's amazing. And there's no explanation for it. They no. just say you're already pre-fucked. Yeah. It's yeah. like a presupposing of being fucked. And then you can work hard as hell to try to be unfucked, but you're inherently fucked. So, yeah. It's insane. You don't feel anything. Wait, what did I do? <laughs> I didn't know I was doing a mortal sin. <laughs> Jesus, was I that much out to lunch? It's insane. I don't know. And yet, you know, having it, you have it by giving away. Uh, 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 this, this other shit. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mortal sin, original. But, you know, having it by giving it away. Uh, like the dog on the misunderstanding. Yeah, because we're looking through tainted lenses. And that's why you want to see what's before. Or you're just going to be in, you're going to be in spiritual optometrists stores trying to get new glasses to fucking correct the mistake. Yeah. All right. I'm frying here. I want to call it quits. Uh, Esther has uh, her hand up. Anyone else, Mike? Esther has Who? her hand. Esther uh, has her hand up. With, yeah, regard, only... with regard to what you just said, the idea that um, to give as God gives, um, like to have that in mind, uh, throughout the day, um, I, I thought it was helpful. I mean, um, yes, there you go. And just remember, honey, what's helpful today may not be later because all the meaning it has is given from where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Some people do a lot of service in recovery and they end up in a psych ward because they weren't taking care of themselves. They have a nervous breakdown, yeah? Now, out there, everyone is giving them great uh, kudos because they're doing a lot of service and shit like that, but the house is burning and they fucking go to, have to go to a psych ward, yeah? You <laughs> see? So everything is inherently empty here. It's given a meaning. So 
a non-action is not doing anything. It's an action done without a doer. And <laughs> inherently, that's the condition. An action is always done without the doer. It's not a big, it's not a fantastical leap. It's just, there's a negation of the idea that every action has to have a doer. And then, then you're in the state of non-doing while you're doing a lot of shit. Yeah? Because that's the original state. The original state isn't doer. The original state is doing. No, non, not doing, nothing. Just doing. That's the original state. You want to get back to the original, that's it. The manufactured one is the doer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. That's manufactured. When you were a baby, you, it was just doing, just hearing, <laughs> feeling, tasting, touching. There was no fucking doer. You didn't even see difference between you and a mother for a while. Yeah? This was all the brain developed this story, and basically we find ourselves relying on what the brain develops, and therefore, you know, we're relying on the problem to bring about solutions to the problem, and it doesn't work, yeah? You need a solution from outside the system that's causing the problem, yeah? Where is that located before? What is, what could you call it? Lucid awareness. How do I get it? You have it. You are it. Okay. How can I use it? You can't. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The, the trauma, right. the trauma that I experienced, oh, the trauma that I experienced growing up was that I didn't, um, I felt the, um, I felt time. Like it's, I thought I felt time as a four-year-old or whatever. And I felt that God didn't like me because uh, of time that, and, and yeah. Yes. You see that, see, you know, First, there's the idea of separation. Then there's the idea in an inordinate feeling of responsibility that you did something to cause it. Yes, this mm -hmm. is the this is this is like the first iOS of the system. <laughs> I saw it with my father. My father was got very ill when I was six. Family had a meeting, brought the doctor to tell me that dad wasn't going to be able to play with me as much. I heard it, I heard what they said, but what I felt was, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? <laughs> That's, I never forgot that. And it wasn't a personal mystical phenomena. It was the programming was revealing itself right there. Yes? Yeah. Yes. So thank you so this much. This isn't about changing the programming. It's say it's 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 about recognizing something that diminishes its influence. Yes. Yeah. So the, the go-to isn't this idea of you. The go-to is that abidance, whatever. And then there's, you see the myopic in a panoramic screen. You're not trying to look for the panoramic from a myopic screen. Yes. It's like you're not banging on the screen. You're changing your... I'm not doing shit. I just showed up here today. Yeah. I do, but I could tell you, I could write down, I had at least a hundred mystical experiences between eight o'clock this morning and 12 o'clock. How many? At least a hundred. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. They don't mean shit. Yeah. 
doesn't mean it's not cool. I mean, I love to hear the music of the spheres. I love to hear silence that's deafening. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything about it. I didn't. I don't try to cause it. It just mm-hmm. occurs. Mm-hmm. I can lay wide awake for quite a while until my girlfriend wakes up because I don't want to disturb her. So I just lay there and awesome. Yeah. Get up, walk out. You ever hear the the wings of a hummingbird? It's super mm-hmm. loud flying around you. It's awesome. You're here. You, mm-hmm. There's a lot of fringe benefits being here. And it's your innate uh, condition. You're here. Yeah. You're open to stuff. I didn't say that. I'm just joking with the hundred shit. But I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I feel really. Oh, whatever. It's hard. It's hard to describe uh, when distance and time has been removed from a topic. Yeah. So distance and time has been removed from the topic of what I am. Yeah? It doesn't take any time to be now. Yeah. There's no path, no steps that I could. I called misstep it. The whole game gets called off. No, it's right <laughs> available at all times. Right where I am. Yes. The holy and, instant. Uh, the holy instant. Yeah. And yeah. So hey, thanks, Esther. Thank you, Paul. I'm going to get going soon. I just wanted to say that's uh, beautiful to have as a definition that beauty is what comes across as meaning nothing, not in a nihilistic way, but like I love to look out at the trees here, and you know how could I describe? I mean, they're and they're bare. There's no leaves, and just you know branches going this way and that way. Some trunks, some fallen, and it's just mesmerizing. To that is beautiful, right? Yeah. But you can't say why. It's yeah. a bunch of dead trees. <laughs> right, but see that that's the uh, one of the many benefits of availability. Uh-huh. You're not beholden to that which is beholden to past and future. So you're available for the present. Yeah, and you can't find it in a bunch of dead trees. To that which is beholden to past and future. The mental realm is past and future. That's what it is. And what gets what what is at the expense of that is the present, truly. Yeah. And therefore, when these are all signs of like a natural condition becoming the overriding condition. I like to call it dog shit awareness. Because once you give it meaning, then, uh, you know, some polishes, uh, you know, spiritual polishes, you know, um, like merchandise starts occurring. The right cloth to make the clearest reflection in the mirror. I just don't like any of it. Just totally reliable. Oh, and I'm sorry, we had time for one more hand to go up. Steban. Oh, we do have time for one. Step on, yeah. Running <laughs> the show here. How are you? Yeah. Hey, Esteban. Hi, everyone. How are, how, how are you, Paul? Thank you. I'm good. I'm going to try to move this thing. <clears throat> Just wanted to share something about the door, which is, right. which I, I have been ex- experiencing. One. Yeah, exactly. I have been experiencing lately because um, 
before I take my shower, I like to make the the, the um, uh, salutation to the sun. is is a is an Indian exercise. Yes, yeah, I know it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Surya Surya Namaskar, I think it is, or something like that. And uh, and also, I do some uh, Tibetan rites. And I do a, a uh, breathing exercise, a Wim Hof breathing exercise and thing. So some days when I'm about to start my exercises, I feel like the doer saying, <laughs> uh, I don't want to do it or, or, or let's keep it today or let's not do it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm watching that and I'm, I'm, as you said, it's like like the lucid awareness, and I'm just saying, you're not doing anything. Don't worry. If, if you have problems with that, you can have problems with that because you're not doing anything, anyways. And I yes, go, uh, yeah. and I go with my exercise without the mental activity somehow, and it's great because I. I I don't know. I, I get into the Wu Wei, the effortless yeah. effort, right? Yeah. Is a do is is as you said is you you said it beautifully. You said is uh, is a doing without a doer. That's that's what Wu Wei is. Is is an effortless effort. And I yeah. I I wanted to comment also about the mystical experiences because you have always says also that uh, we cannot experience that because we are it. <laughs> That's, That's just right. one just that what, what's what allowing you to see so much beauty is the essence of beauty. Exactly because you are you are in it with it, but you are you are the lucid awareness. Of of the phenomena called lucid awareness, having this experience without the doer, without the thinking. Yeah, of you can say lucid awareness is is the photographer and we're the camera. Right, yeah. but but uh, the, the camera the likes to be used yeah. by the certain photographer. Yeah, but the, the, uh, I, I will say that we are having a continuous lucid awareness mystical experience. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. But as long as it's you're traveling lighter, that's what's cool. Yeah. Right. Before, I I want. I just I wanted to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. it was yeah. it was it was a burden, my exercise and things, and now that I can see it and change it to my lucid awareness, I I have I'm having a better experience. That's that's yeah, there it. You go. So you, yeah. That's the bottom. Wow. You've inspired one person. Good. This is Qigong. Right now. Qigong. Yeah. yeah. Good. Is. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Esteban. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. You have helped hey, a lot. You, thank you. I uh, really yeah. think Esteban. I think that's it, Mike. Eh? Okay. And I love your T-shirt. Let me see. Hold on. I can just, do this. See, with the iPad, you had to move the whole thing. This yeah. thing's nice. I got. Yeah, this is awesome. This is so great on this end. It is. It's yes. working better. Oh, it's right, just really, really great. I want to. I want to thank Malcolm. Malcolm had given me money to get an iMac Pro, which I used to actually pay rent and stuff. But in in a way, this 
came about this came about from from his offering it only took about a couple of years <laughs> to upgrade but uh it's i have i think the the gratitude starts at malcolm yeah all right hey, all right let me see i can't let me say goodbye to the ones i can see Hey Mike, I'm gonna just say goodbye to you. I can't see anything in the screen. You need to get the oh, the yeah. blank. You need to get the blanket. Oh, here we go. We got Esther. <laughs> nice to see Esther. Uh, we've got Bruce. We got Mike. We got Christopher. Oh, Christopher, nice to see you. Yeah. How do I get off the screen? I think you go like this. All right. Choose gallery. Oh, you mean the arrow? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I can't uh, see it the rest of the You have people. next week be prepared with the blanket. How do we just, how do we move this, get this out and see more of the people? I've got Tom is helping. So good. Oh, there we go. Okay, I can see everybody now. Thanks, Tom. You become an essential member. We need you. <laughs> Chris, nice to see you, Chris. Yeah. Terry? Can you hear me, Terry? I don't think they Where's can hear me. Yeah, I can hear Kathleen? you. Kathleen? Kathleen? I'm really late. I stayed awake. We hear you, Paul Hederman. We hear you. Oh, good. Oh, All right. Away. Shannon? <laughs> Esther? Ben? Our poet laureate? Uh, iPhone? Mia? Oh, Mia. Vlad? There he is. My main man in Portugal. We got Sally Underwood. I'm sorry for the, we had technical difficulties. The church, uh, their modem was disconnected. We had to wait for someone who had the key. Martin, I usually see you at recovery. Nice to see you today. Susan, Alan, Frank, Johannes, Esteban. Uh, I think I go this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm getting it now. Cool. Tariq from Dover, New Jersey. Moni, Grateful Dave. Miss Amelia is on. Wait. She just came on. Oh, there she is. Nice to see you, honey. It didn't go as planned as usual. Mark Nelson, nice to see you. RRY. Can't see uh, John K. Chris, Chris Gilmore, Richard H. Hey, by the way, Saturday, we're going to be uh, in Mexico next Saturday. What uh, day do you leave? We'll have it. We'll have it posted. We leave Friday. So we'll, all the talks in the week will happen. Uh, we'll be we'll post it. I'll send you to I'll send you Mike the info and we'll probably do a Zoom on Saturday. Yeah. OK. All right. So just look at the website and we'll put up the information. But we'll be there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then it'll be the same schedule for the rest of the week. Okay? So next week, next Saturday, no live, but all right. No live. Everyone got that? You say no, no live? live. Oh, okay. No live Saturday. We'll be in Mexico. Yeah. We're gonna have live Mexico, not live Marin City. Why don't they have Wi Fi? No, live, live. No, you said I'm no in, live though. No live at in Marin City. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. 
no, yeah, no, no but it's live for them, though. <laughs> You've gone too far, bro. You've turned into Zoom. Zoom but is they're alive, life. aren't they? <laughs> Zoom is not life. <laughs> yeah, no all right. So there's no meeting. There's no live meeting uh, where I in can Marin see City. people soon in Marin City next Saturday. Right? All right. Hey, and everyone else, if I didn't get you, I'm saying a blanket uh, hello. Zoe, everyone. Oh, there's Miranda. Hopefully it's going well. Yep, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us today, Bill Churchman. And uh, I'll see you soon. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye, -bye. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, -bye. Bye you, everyone. Bye, Chris. See you, Mike. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Mike. Um, bye. bye.